tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Keep moving. <laughs> Feel the I flow. Didn't even care. <laughs> Feel the flow. Yeah, it's a hot mic. Hot mic. Hot mic. Wait for the wait for it to drop. Do I have to? And then it hits. Wait for it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's always it's a lot of suspense with the deaf tones. Hi guys. Here it comes. Everyone, you gotta wait for it. This gotta wait for it. Was a boxing it's a good, show. Yeah, it was. Him. There it is. There it is. Awesome. <laughs> Love it. I kind of ruined that for you. No, and it's perfect. I'm not sad about it, but I am sorry. <laughs> What's up, everyone? It's the second edition of AfterBuzz TV's Boxing After Show. I'm Jared Gilkerson alongside Andrea Fasano. Hello. We are live on YouTube, and we're hoping all of our fans get a chance to chime in and talk a little boxing with us. Yeah. Because it was a action-packed weekend on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So sorry that it's a little late. But that just means we're going to have a matter. better breakdown. Still stuff to talk about. Still, yeah. still things going on. Yeah, um, yeah before we dive in. It's a big in. weekend all around, so you know I think this is a good time to do it. Yes. Huge time. Mm-hmm. The best time. They gave us a prime time slot. Uh, before we dive in and, and start breaking down everything, Andrew, where can everyone find you on Twitter and all that social media stuff? Very good question, Jared. You guys can find me at Andy Fasano on all social media. That is Twitter, Instagram, Periscope, if you do that kind of thing. So you guys follow me on there. We talk about everything. Yeah, from boxing to whatever else you know. From (laughs) food to boxing. Everything that I care about in life. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hit us both up. I'm at Gilkerson Radio on Twitter. Uh, You know, hit me up for some boxing chit chat. I'm always up for that or anything sports. That's kind of, you know, my specialty. Mm -hmm. Um, And always, always, uh, we always love your feedback. iTunes, SoundCloud, all that good stuff. Uh, We love hearing from the fans, good or bad. You know, tell us what we got wrong. You know, hey, no, that was the wrong fighter or that was the wrong year. But that won't happen, so. It shouldn't happen on this show. <laughs> it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't, but it Things is late. Things happen. Things do happen. So <laughs> hit us up, and also on YouTube, like us. Uh, let us know what you think of the fights. I love hearing from fans. Uh, we're definitely going to have, I'm, I'm thinking maybe in March, a fan call-in show where we just we just talk boxing. That'd be awesome. Yeah, it's it's worked well with some other after shows. So, um, And uh, also, we're going to talk a little bit at the end of the show about um, some upcoming fights breaking news um, and some predictions. But first, let's break down the big fight this weekend. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> Crawford versus Lundy. This was the main event. I mean, this was this was the one that uh, there were tons of fights like we talked about. This mm-hmm. is the one that everyone was looking forward to. And it ended pretty much the way that everyone thought. Yeah. Terrence Crawford, round five, TKO, with the great Steve Willis stopping the fight. Steve Willis, I love that. And I love that the commentators mentioned him and the fan fanaticness of him 
early in the fight. I thought that yeah. was awesome. And then he came through for the fans. He yes. had an amazing face on protecting him. While we're mentioning him, yeah. I actually found a tweet about Steve Willis from uh, Daniel Atias. He said, if only the world could hug each other like Steve Willis hugs beaten fighters. And it's this amazing photo. Oh, we'll have to put that I know, up. I don't know if you guys can see it here. I got found it too late for the show, but it's just awesome. You guys could go to my Twitter and check it out because I retweeted it and it was just amazing. And he just liked my tweet. So thanks, Daniel, for that. It was pretty good. Oh, nice. Um, but that's, I mean, that's awesome. And I like that about boxing in the boxing world. You mentioned um, having a call-in show. Fans are so passionate about it. They have so many opinions about boxing, whether they could ever get in the ring or not. But I think that's what's so cool about the whole sport. And something like this, a ref, which the commentator said, you know, he knows he's not supposed to be the main event. He's not supposed to be drawing any attention. He doesn't mean to. He just makes these amazing dramatic faces because that's who he is. And he really is passionate about his job. Yep. And you can see that. So I love that. Yeah. We will have a Steve Willis after show at some point. We'll just devote <laughs> yeah, a whole show. Totally. Like if there's... <laughs> entire yeah. hour just if, yes. Steve Willis. If there's like a month where there's no big fights, then I want to break down Steve Willis and his career. Maybe get him in live in the studio. I was just going to say, we should try and get him on the show. Yes. That would be amazing. Yeah, I'd love him to do a drop for us or something. Uh, and hopefully in the future we'll have like a Steve Willis break. Um, but, you know, uh, this isn't the referee after show, but right. I wish it was. And Steve Willis wishes it was. because <laughs> I mean, look him up on YouTube. He's got everything. One of the ones I love today is referee Steve Willis loves his job. It was posted by Against the Ropes. I'll give them a little shout out and a little plug. So check that out. It's just great. Uh, he's He doesn't like to distract, but it's just his natural uh, excitement for the job. Mm -hmm. And he's just into it and focused. And, and that's why and fans love him because he's a good ref. Yeah. And he's also entertaining to watch. Yeah. But he doesn't take away from the fights. No. So he was he refereeing. He to them. He definitely you know, adds come to on. them. Are you kidding me? Because yeah. he's good. Yeah. He's a good ref. He's not a joke. Um, and so it just makes for an even better fight. So we, like I mentioned before, fifth round TKO, stoppage, mm -hmm, Crawford mm -hmm. wins. Um, this is kind of the way that people thought this fight was going to was gonna happen. Crawford tends to be a slow starter. He did start slow. I scored the first round for Lundy. Uh, but after that, he finds his distance. Yeah. He jabs. He switched to southpaw really early in the fight. I think it was 40 seconds in. That's kind of his M.O. now. So a few fights ago, you'd be worried that, oh, no, he's getting hurt. He's getting picked off. He's not the fighter we thought. Now everyone kind of knows this is what he does. He starts slow. And can you dive into why you think immediately he, he did that? Like you said, 40 seconds in the first round. And they were talking about that. Yeah, let's go here. We, we just, we just, uh, oh, wait, no, that's the, um, hey, Eddie. That's the uh, that's the we'll Santa Cruz that's fight. That's your teaser, guys. That's we'll our teaser for the next that one. After. That's that's the that's the um, that's the second fight. Um, we could we could queue up. Uh, we are definitely going to queue up um, the Crawford knockout here. Let's let's just show this right now. This is how the fight ended in round five. Yep. There you Boom. go. Yep. Oh, he really went down too. Yep. It was that straight uh, that straight left, which was perfect. <laughs> yeah. And there's our boy. Steve Willis. Love it. Now, Hank Lundy was game. I got to give it up to him. This guy's yeah. game, he, he, you know, but when you're up against someone, then there you go. Here's the end of the fight. See, and they were actually saying that hit, that left there was a push. He, it was the punch before that yeah. that actually got him and threw him off his game a little bit, threw his feet um, to be a little not positioned correctly. And 
Yeah, I mean, he was already out on his feet, and then when you have a guy that has the power like oh, um, yeah. Terrence Crawford does, a push is kind of like Jim Lampley said. Uh, I think that's all you need. Yeah. Or one of them said it, Max, or one of them. Um, but, yeah. What is that? Is that a cell phone sound? Mm. Um, you know, this there wasn't any surprises here. I mean, Hank Lundy... I think a lot of people thought, I mean, this guy's been in a lot of, like, this is kind of his last shot at maybe getting, being something. He's been such a fringe contender for so long. Yeah. But honestly, Crawford just cemented that um, this guy's a top 10 fighter. Like, this guy's definitely a top 10 fighter. Um, he's got to be on everyone's short list of people to watch because he's not so, I mean, I'll, we'll just get to it. He's... He's got power, but he's a boxer. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like he can do, he can do a little bit of everything. And now, so a lo- the only the only thing against him right now at this point is who has he fought, um, and that's because a lot of people duck him. A lot of people avoid fighting right. him. But he, you know, I mentioned this before to you. I, I there's something with the fact that, and we can do this with both fights tonight that we're going to discuss. He's got such height and such, you know, like a kind of a gate on these guys and, yep. and Lindy's so tiny and usually that doesn't matter they have a lot of power the smaller guys but and he tried to hang in there but Crawford had so much over him I feel like and like he did he kept um he kept his distance but he could because you know his wingspan and your height ratio that all matters it's a big deal yeah and so I thought that's really what helped him in this but you're right I mean I think he has a patience and he even mentioned his own fighter IQ after the game after the game after the fight a little bit of an athlete here we're breaking down all sports I went from soccer talk before to this um so you know it's in that sense, you're just kind of like, yeah, you know, and question. Yeah. So are we looking at the next great American fighter with him? I liked seeing these guys, one from Philly, one from Omaha, both in the ring. Um, what do you think? You know, this has been asked. A lot of people say, oh, he's the next Mayweather. Well, no one's the next Mayweather. But uh, <laughs> it's, I think what they mean is a polarizing figure from the States. Um, and if you look... You know, the heavyweight divisions, people from the UK and the Ukraine, the cruiserweights are, you know, Polish and Russian and light heavyweights. You've got uh, Canadian and Russian. And so all these and you got Mexican fighters and, uh, uh, of course, Triple G's from Kazakhstan. And so mm-hmm. you have this really uh, slim amount of American fighters. Um, the one that a lot of American fighters are, are there's a lot of American welterweights. You've got Tim Bradley, Sean Porter, Keith Thurman, and Danny Garcia. They're they're all you know top ten welterweights. Mm. Problem is, you, you, people are looking for that next big figure. Who's going to sell pay per views? Yeah. Who's going to make money for them? Whose Tim, name is really going to be out there? And Terrence, I th- I really think Terrence Crawford's at, at the forefront. And then you got a guy on the heavyweight side, Deontay Wilder. Because Americans love heavyweights, fight fans love heavyweights right. who can punch and knock out people. We'll talk more about that later <laughs> in the show with Luis Ortiz, who's fighting next weekend. But you've got guys like Tim Bradley. He's had a shot against Pacquiao. He's fighting him a third time, and he didn't really cement, you know, his spot in being the you know a great a, the great American fighter. And you've got guys like Keith Thurman and Danny Garcia and Sean Porter that all fight for. Uh, PBC, which is, you know, on NBC or Spike, they're all under the same promotion. Right. And as a fan, it, I feel like they all fight each other. And that's kind of a, that's, it, it just, it looks bad. It's like they all have their own little league now. Mm-hmm. It's good for boxing that they're getting more uh, eyes on the product. But 
uh, it kind of diminishes. They're, they're all kind of fighting each other in these little round robins. So right. Crawford's cementing his uh, big name status on HBO, and he's now becoming one of their marquee fighters. So I think, you know, as he goes up in competition, I mean, I think he can be because uh, he's not only uh, Floyd Mayweather didn't have offense like Crawford, mm-hmm. but Crawford doesn't have defense like Floyd Mayweather. But defense doesn't sell tickets. Mayweather, some <laughs> Mayweather is an anomaly. He he sold tickets having great defense, uh, but man, that guy had personality. And not to say Terrence Crawford doesn't. He's developing one. No, but that's interesting that you said that because I was going to mention that he's not a fighter that comes out and I mean, he was talking about respect after the fact, but he's not one of these angry guys that's just like, yeah, I'm going to win. Like we mentioned when we were watching it together, he had his headphones in during the press conference. He's not paying attention. He's giving off the air of, I don't care, but I am the best and I'm going to get there. And so as you were talking about this, I mean, he's 28 wins now and 20 knockouts. At what point does he become that number, that name of, you know, the best or the next great American fighter? You know, 28, I don't care. I do care. It depends, obviously, who you're fighting, obviously. But there's nothing can go right that many times for you to win and win and win and win and stay on top, right? You know, uh, it always depends who you fight, who's in your division. But now he's starting to hit these, he's just starting to hit these kind of uh, next set of class of fighters. So um, you don't know if he's gonna start looking mediocre. Well, should he move a division then? That's a big question. That's a good question. It's a huge question. Um, Bob Arum is his promoter. Mm -hmm. He's been around since the dark ages. The guy's in his 80s and still promoting fighters. Um, And love him or hate him, he, um, also manages big names like Manny Pacquiao and Manny's fighting in April. Everyone thought that would be a great time. Terrence Crawford, new blood, Manny, old blood, but managed by the same guy, you don't want to see one of your big time fighters get knocked off. That's the right. problem with boxing. We all know that as boxing fans, so I'm not breaking any new ground. <laughs> Me personally, I would like to see him. He just moved up recently from 135 to 140. So I would hate to see him move up so quickly again. We know mm-hmm. he can. He was 155 pounds yeah, during the fight. Crazy. We were talking about that. Unbelievable. <laughs> I still, I mean, it's still a shock to me every time a guy does it. Yep. It's amazing. Even as fans, you look at that uh, yeah. number and go, like, you know, how can they do that? But with all the nutritionists, you know, it's possible. Get me one of those. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, Not like I need to yeah. fluctuate. <laughs> like, who needs to do that? Let's do it. But it's insane. For the show, let's do right. it. Right, we'll do it yeah. every week to week. We'll, yeah. have a, we'll have a full week to do it. Sure. Like, we can, yeah, <laughs> we, we'll cut fun, weight. Guys. We'll cut weight. We'll cut weight, for, weight classes for the show. <laughs> um, but getting back on track, uh, <laughs> He's been rumored. I really want to see him dominate 140. I would love to see... Cause First the, and then move up. Because the welterweight division right now is so packed with, with guys I mentioned before like Pacquiao and Bradley and Thurman and Garcia mm-hmm. and Amir Khan who's now jumping up to fight Canelo. That's another story. We'll break that down later in the year. Um, the only time I want to see him move up because Pacquiao's supposed to retire soon, that's a marquee matchup because... Pacquiao's the name that he would need. And Pacquiao's in the part of his career where he's, it's at the twilight of his career. Like you mentioned earlier, what's he going to need to become the next big name? Right. Well, he's going to need to be on a pay-per-view and it's going to need to sell. 
I thought, so that would sell. It's funny because I was, as you just said that, I was going to say I thought Pacquiao would have then been retired by now after the last fight. <laughs> um, you know, uh, we don't even need. Yeah, you don't even need we're going to break that, that down. I'm just gonna against, he's going to fight Bradley in, a, in another yeah, five weeks. Well, I'm excited for that one. So. Heck yeah! I um, think. I mean, I think a lot of people are, and I think they're almost both a little past it. So it's going to be kind of an exciting fight, but we'll break that down. Yeah. So I'd like to see him stay in 140. And fight guys like Ruslan Provodnikov or uh, Lucas Matisse. Or, I mean, he's been rumored that he might fight Adrian Broner. Now, if you want to find a fighter that would you'd love to see get punched in the face, watch some Adrian Broner fights. I mean, the guy is complete opposite. Uh, if Crawford is cool and collective confidence, Adrian Broner is like... Come at you. Just, oh, yeah. It's just brash in your face. Um, but I want to see him dominate at 140 for a while. Okay. And then maybe early next year move up and fight some of these welterweights because nice. i think he can move up all the way up to 150s at some point in his career so maybe even 160 so you know as you get older it's harder to cut weight so just keep right you know do a bernard hopkins keep going up but that's what, that's what i want to see him do um you just said something about the uh oh my gosh what did you just say that i'm totally i'm like looking at you and i wanted to talk about it but anyway yeah moving on to, to the next fight then well or i mean, you want to talk about more stuff about this fight I, I just wanted to see, and, and plus we could both talk about it really quickly. Um, uh, and if, if oh, that's if, what you said. Never mind. If me. where do you where do you and that's kind of where that's kind of where I see him going. I see him staying in one forty unless I think the only way he gets to welterweight right away is if the Pacquiao fight happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I just don't see that. I don't see that fight happening. Really? I don't see it happening. I think pa- I think Pacquiao might actually retire, which is kind of crazy because boxers never that. retire. Even if he wins, if he beats Bradley, yeah, I think he wants to go out on a winning note and said, "Okay, I beat Bradley. See, ya. I'm going to run for. I'm going to be in political office in the Philippines." And I would. I think <laughs> right. I, a lot of people want to see Crawford and and Pacquiao fight um, the old guard and the new guard, like we were talking about. But I think my prediction is that he fights either Broner or Provodnikov coming up. And that fight would be great. Provodnikov, I'd love to see. Yeah, and they we were talking about how they said after the fight that that's most likely love it. What's going to happen? I don't see how any fight fan promoter, could hate that show. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, maybe that happens, and then the Pacquiao fight. That would be, in a perfect world. I'm in. Right. Yeah. You Provodnikov in the spring. Pacquiao. We're the fans, in the fall. right? Aren't we the ones who can make this happen? Yeah, and hopefully our fans listening. I'd I'd love to hear what they <laughs> like. I just want to hear what they want the fights to be because. Yeah some fan will come out of the woodwork and just in, and throw a name in there that I didn't even think about. Yeah. And then well, it makes you and think. And do it. Yeah. Throw it in there. Yeah. So anyway, that's what you said before. You said about the guy who was throwing a lot of punches and I said, well, that's why I want to go to the Santa Cruz Martinez fight because that was, uh, what, twice as many punches thrown in the entire fight versus the entire Crawford fight. Well, that was a good tease. Maybe we should show everyone how it ended. Yeah, let's do it. You want to do it? Yeah. Hey. My main man, Eddie, hopefully he's in the booth and he can cue that up for us. It was the one that we showed earlier. So, Eddie, um, yeah, we'll show how the Santa Cruz fight ended. It was thrilling. Oh. So for the people watching, you can see. People listening will describe it to you. The combinations from Santa Cruz. I mean, that's what put Kiko on the floor. Yeah, poor Kiko. And, there, and there's, uh, I wish this was a Steve Willis fight. <laughs> oh, right? I kept thinking that. Yeah. I mean, look at these. Co- I mean, at this point. The, uh, I was like, could he fly from New York to Raul Caiz <laughs> Sr. is hoping, you know, he wants to see Martinez throw back. Aww. And yeah, just too much. Yeah. He did not stop. Nope. Talk about a guy who's coming at you. Yeah. My God. Yeah. 
so Martin, round one, yeah. Martinez is just getting his face smashed, yep. basically. Um, well, he gets it knocked down twice. Yeah. Yeah. Which to is, the mat twice. It looked like early on it was going to be finished right away. Yeah. And sometimes it takes fighters a while. You kind of see that you see guys like Terrence Crawford take a while to get warmed up. And sometimes mm-hmm. you see guys come in so cold. Um, I mean, Santa Cruz isn't known for his power. The guy has no. 32 fights before this, and 17 of them were knockouts. And a lot of those were earlier, early on in his career. He's had a few lately, TKOs. But, I mean, that was a 10-7 round right off the bat. So, the fact that it did go into the middle of the fifth, uh, I was... You were surprised. I, I, I would, and, and I think I... Not to step on your, no, like what you're no, going to talk about, because I know you you love this fight. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, Kiko Martinez earned a fan. I, I've been a fan of Mares, and if you're a boxing fan, you gotta love. Um, or not Mares. Sorry, I was thinking of the fight before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Santa Cruz. Yeah. If you're a boxing fan, you pay attention every time this guy fights because we'll get into some numbers later. Yeah. Um, I know those are your specialty. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I dig the numbers, but uh, I know that you're a little newer to boxing. Yeah. But I mean, what were your impressions of 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 Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz? Fight. Yeah. Well, I liked him, and I always love when they give the backstory about a guy, and he just, you know, for him to become the king of L.A., he kind of thrives off that. And I like to see it, but I also love seeing the underdog and, like, what they're going to perform at. So when it starts in round one and he goes down twice, Martinez, I was like, oh, this isn't going to be very good. So I love that he's hung in there till the fifth round. Yeah. And, you know, this is only the second time he's fought here in the States. So I thought that was pretty interesting, Santa too. Cruz? No, Martinez. Oh, Martinez. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And, you know, he even um, kind of won the second round. Yeah. So that was also a big deal to me because this guy's getting... Basically, it felt like, like you said, he came in cold. It wasn't necessarily... It was more like he wasn't ready. And he, he didn't have his positioning. He didn't have his feet set up. It was just like, especially with Santa Cruz, just yeah. pow, 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 pow. Crazy, crazy fast arms and speed and... Just jabbing well, his the combinations shit out are of phenomenal. Him. Yeah, and he doesn't stop. And it's kind of like, what else do you do besides put up your dukes? You know, yeah. you just put them up. You're trying to protect yourself. So I like that. And then Martinez, like I said, came back in the second, had Santa Cruz on the ropes for a hot minute, and then you know it was just um, gone from there. But he even somehow Santa Cruz got a bloody nose. That was interesting yep. in the in the middle of all of this. And I liked the fight. I just I felt bad for him at the end. But um, Cruz was awesome. Cruz was just all through all that entire fight. He did not stop with those jabs. Yeah, he had a few times where, um, and you don't see it happen to him that often, where he was uh, being he was stepping back, and um, you were I was worried at times where he was against the ropes and he was taking some serious shots. Kiko Martinez has you know great uppercuts. He, I mean, that guy was a powerhouse. Because mm-hmm. you're talking earlier about height, you know, yep. height differences. And Kiko's five foot three, <laughs> and Santa Cruz is five seven and a half. So San, uh, uh, Martinez reminded me like a tiny Tyson. How he just had to get inside uh, and, and throw bombs, and he did. Yeah. And Santa Cruz and uh, Pauli Malinalgi, the announcer, made a great point. Santa Cruz isn't that fast on his feet. Mm-hmm. So they were arguing a point. You know, hey, keep fighting from the outside. But he said, well, if you if you don't have fast feet then it's going to be hard to dictate distance like that. Right. Uh, but yeah, it, these fights were so similar. I mean, I think they might have stopped the fight of uh, Crawford and, and Santa Cruz. Each fight, I think they might have stopped within the, the same, same like oh, second. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. But I'm glad that the two fights that most fight fans were interested in 
with the two guys who throw mm-hmm. and differently, but they both throw and they look for exciting fights, ended that way. Yeah. I mean, both fifth round stoppages. Uh, it was great. And you look at the numbers, uh, yeah. which is insane. Tell us some of your numbers, because that was one of my biggest things. I the, totally the skipped... height difference <laughs> and the fact that just in um, the Santa Cruz-Martinez fight, the amount of punch- punches thrown, I also think in the Mount Landed, was twice as much as the Crawford-Lundy fight. Yeah, if you look at the punch stats, uh, the total, uh, Santa Cruz hit 234 of 570, which is 41%. If you're hitting over 41% of your punches, especially at the volume he throws, I mean, lights out. Yeah. Martinez yes. only landed 16%. Can you imagine getting No. That's why up. I'm sitting here. The, exactly. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying about the Crawford-Lundy fight. If they were, say Crawford threw that many punches quickly, I mean, that's clearly not his style. Yeah. But I'm just saying with the power he all he has, that's a two-round fight. He wouldn't fight. even gotten there. Yeah, possibly, right. Yeah. So you have this like quick guy, and it just blows my... It blew my mind, how, the difference between the divisions, and how, <laughs> how, like you're saying, similar in the fact that they went five rounds, but how different the styles were. And I just saw that, and it totally stood out to me. So I thought that was super interesting. Well, that's a great segue, because some numbers... I'm just full of them tonight, yeah, guys. Yeah, you're full of them. You got it. She's breaking <laughs> it down. Not planned. Um, I wanted a uh, hint on some numbers here, because yeah. uh, everyone knows Santa Cruz can throw punches mm-hmm. and throw... I mean, I've seen him a few of his fights where he throws over... You know, he throws thousands. It's in the 12, Insane. 1300. But, so I'm not breaking any new ground there. Um, some numbers that stuck out to me that... He averaged 122 punches per round in this fight, which is insane. Wow. And he in round one, you heard Jim... Oh, it wasn't Jim Lampley. This was the Showtime fight, so that would have been maybe Al Bernstein or uh, one of those guys mentioning. He threw 140 punches in round one. Mm-hmm. That is 47 punches per minute. And then every 1.3 seconds, he threw a punch. Every 1.3 seconds. crazy. Yeah. All, immediately, all I think of is a speed bag. Well, Mar- Kiko, basically, it's like you're hitting the Kiko speed Martinez's like head was a speed a, bag. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. I oh mean, my gosh. That's why he sells tickets. Yes. I mean, he there was a good crowd at Anaheim for him, and Southern California Southern California fans love him. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there, you're right. Following. It's uh, you know home field advantage kind of. You know, he has this entire crowd behind him. Yeah. So. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's well, awesome. Good for him. It's awesome. He, uh, I, you know, where where you can go from here. I mean, if we're looking into where Santa Cruz can go, I'll bring up Actually, you know all of his I was all of his numbers. Right oh, we'll go for it. Let, who, do you th- who do you think he's gonna go with for next? Who do you think well, he should be set up with? There's been talk who who also fought earlier in the night uh, on Showtime, which was done terribly on TV because they fought earlier, and then Santa Cruz gave away who won the fight. <sighs> But I, I don't think they told him, hey, oh, don't say God. who won because we, we're, we're broadcasting it later. But yeah. most everyone knows. I mean, come on. It's social media. Everyone knew. Yeah. Cats um, out of the bag already. Carl Frampton, who is the 122-pound champion, okay. which is one, one division below Santa Cruz. Everyone's saying, you know, okay, uh, Frampton, go down and fight Frampton or Frampton move up and fight. But I don't think Frampton's moving up because the guy's got two belts. Mm -hmm. So Santa Cruz is thinking about going down in weight and fighting him. That's a mega fight. Um, And then he could also stay in his division, his featherweight division. And the big rumor is we're talking about American fighters. Gary Russell Jr. is a huge American fighter. The reason I didn't mention him in the breakdown Mm -hmm. is that name me one fighter in the last 50 years that was below 130 pounds from the states that 
that captivated audiences and sold pay-per-views. It just doesn't happen. Well, you know why it doesn't happen? Even looking at these guys, I'm like, they're boxers? You know what I mean? They're so little. They're so tiny. I heard the weight, and I was like, guys, I need to go on a diet. It's like, a little, you know what I mean? Well, it like, goes lower than that. So. That's insane. Yeah. I know, but I'm still, it's just unbelievable. But it's it's all about the power and the strength. and. Well, people want to see knockouts. Yeah. I mean, however much I talk about 1,300 punches in a fight, there are 1,400 punches. Um Believe it or not, after a while, some fight fans can look at a fight like that and go, oh my God, someone go down already. Not to say it's not exciting, but power always sells. Yes, That's why uh, the guys around 140 to 160 are selling because you got power and you've got guys you can go the distance. Mm-hmm. And that's why heavyweights used to sell because you had well, power and now exactly. you just don't have any names. That's what I was just kind of getting yeah. at. The fact that like I grew up with that. The heavyweights, you know, my grandfather used to watch that all the time. And yeah. that's what you're used to as a boxer. That's what I mean by the term boxer. And you yeah. see that, the term fighter. And that's what you're used to. So that's why when you see these guys, you're like, damn, you're so little. Yep. Even when they're walking with their gear on before, you know, and they're... they're like nothing standing next to her bodyguards or something i'm like get that guy in there i want to see him fight but it doesn't matter i mean i'm being a hypocrite with what i'm saying right now because i'm just saying i get it but it's just funny to see this and and kind of go wow the speed the power it's insane in those little bodies yeah they you know it's almost tiring to watch it sometimes crazy um i don't know what he's gonna where he's gonna go uh, what his decision's going to be. But you're thinking Frampton, if he ever was going to go up. Yeah, um, and I think a lot of fight fans, especially out here, mm-hmm. want to see him in a rematch against Abner Mares. He fought him last, uh, just last summer and won a majority decision, but it was a good fight. It okay. was a lot of back and forth. And, you know, with his style, that's what's going to sell. I don't know how much longer he can keep that up. We were talking about that as well. Um these kind of fighters burn out early and the bigger fights he can get earlier in his career the better you know get get some money get good paydays but that's what he's 27 that's what he said he wants he wants that big house he wants the pay but do you think passion um comes into that do you think he you know kind of that idea that he's the king of la that whole name behind him now the passion will keep him going maybe a little longer it usually well if the if the if the check's there then it, yeah, it, for you sure be, you right? bet it will yeah um i mean the guy's been he turned pro and i think when he was 17 or he just turned 18 uh you, you know and that's that's kind of what happens uh with like like i said a lot of the mexican fighters but he's been fighting since 2006 and he's been fighting this way uh he still looks sharp still mm-hmm. looks great but I think if you get someone in there, because um, Kiko Martinez was game and won a round or two on, I think one judge had gave him two. Really? Uh, yeah, that's that, that's that's fine because he w- there were some good exchanges in there. Yeah. I could, you know, I'm not going to fault it. That's not no. the worst decision ever. No, no, no. But if you get a guy in there that can throw with him with the volume, I just don't know if there's anyone that can throw the volume because he's throwing six, seven punches at a clip while. You know his no. opponent's just standing there with the yeah. gloves in front of his face. You need someone who's going to take him off his game by throwing yes. a little power his way, yes. disjointing him a little bit, right? I agree. That's who so. we need to see. Um, but uh, you but should yeah. start training. You know, I'm not going to. It's a little out of my weight class. <laughs> see, that's why I said we got to try and do this. But you know who's not? Uh, you know who else is out of out of my weight class? 
are some of these studs coming up in the next few weeks. Yes. Uh, we should get into it. I'm definitely down for the... I can't wait for that Pacquiao fight now. Well, you're antsy on it. April, you got some time. I am antsy. Yeah, yeah. we'll break it down. But um, let's break down next week. April 9th, right? Are you in? Yeah, April 9th. Um, uh, yeah, let's do it. All right, your big boys are back. So hopefully um, we've got a guy, Luis Ortiz. Luis King Kong Ortiz. I love it. Uh, this guy came out of nowhere recently. Uh, I remember he was on the undercard of, I think, the Triple G David Lemieux fight. Big boy, six foot four. I think he kind of carries himself like George Foreman in the ring. Uh, he's fighting a <laughs> nice washed up Tony Thompson. <laughs> um, you know, I'm. Ex I think fight fans are excited to see what Luis Ortiz can do, but not excited at the prospect of him beating up a 44 year old Tony Thompson. Mm -hmm. um, Tony's been kind of a journeyman heavyweight his whole life. He got knocked out. Uh, brutally against Vladimir Klitschko a couple of times um, and he was long in the tooth then basically no one wants to fight Luis Ortiz because the guy is dangerous lately uh, except for a guy who's 44 and probably needs a paycheck right. I, I don't want to talk trash about Tony Thompson no. the guy's okay but Luis Ortiz uh, is kind of the, the stud the new stud and, and it's kind of funny because he's 36 and now he's getting his first big break in the heavyweight division yeah so this is a huge card. <laughs> yeah, this is a huge card next week on, on uh on But you're HBO. just calling a spade a spade. I mean, it is what it is. But like you said, selling tickets wise, who wouldn't want to watch that to see if he had any chance? Yeah. Uh, actually I will I'll put you on the on the spot a little bit here. Okay. He's got he's twenty four and oh. How many KOs does Luis Ortiz have out of his twenty four fights? Mm. How many have ended in a knockout? Or technical knockout. I'm just guessing here. Go for it. You can play along at home. I can't decide if you're setting me up for failure or not, though. Maybe. I think you'll get close, though. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, no. No. I almost want to say 20. Oh, 21. Dude! 21. <laughs> Come on! Yes. That's pretty good. That's pretty that good. That is amazing. I hope you played along at home. 21 knockouts for Luis Ortiz. I'm so proud of myself I know. Right I'm now. proud of you as well. Thanks. And so is Steve Thanks Willis. For that, Steve buddy. Willis is proud of you. Yeah. Man, I need to get... Hey, Eddie, next time we do a show, we're going to bring up Steve Willis's picture, the referee, uh, for any time anything exciting happens here. I'll try to bring up a, uh, a drop for it or something. <laughs> but that's next week. So um, Okay, so we got that fight. Yeah, you know what? Let's just bring up the prediction music. Let's do it. Because I want to get into mm. what I think is going to happen in that fight. Um... I think <laughs> there it is. There it is. And you can dive in. Okay. I'm I'm gonna go with Luis Ortiz. <laughs> uh, I'm going with a flat knockout in the third or fourth round. I'm gonna give myself a little leeway. Third or fourth round next week. Andrew, you have any predictions? I I don't want to jump on your bandwagon. Go for but it. But from everything you described, even if I was no clue or had no clue even if I had no clue about this fight I would totally say the same thing Go but for it. Uh, yeah I mean knockout third or fourth round I'm in. <laughs> like, I want to say five only based on this week's and so seeing how that went down with these guys that maybe maybe he'll last maybe the old man will last to the fifth round yeah that I have a feeling that's pushing it yeah I usually I have an affinity for older athletes mm -hmm. but since Luis Ortiz is already kind of an older athlete I already hopped on his bandwagon yeah. so I'm sorry Tony I'm gonna pull for Luis Ortiz in this um, like I said I'm an underdog 
um, fans. So yeah. maybe I'll I'll take his back. Yeah, I'll yeah. see what the odds are. We'll we'll make a bet on it. Okay. Um, I do have a shout out. Um, a uh, person that may be related to me, uh, Ian Gilkerson, <laughs> actually my brother who got me into boxing years ago, uh, chimed in on the Mara or the the Santa Cruz uh, fight. What he wants to see in the future. And he says he wants to see Mar. Um, uh, man, why well, keep calling him Mares? Because Martinez. I think I want to see Mares, uh, Santa Cruz. He wants to see Santa Cruz versus Frampton. Uh, I think a lot of fight fans Kiko. do. So Ian, thanks for the shout out, and uh, thanks for getting me into oh, boxing. So he confirmed basically what you said. He wants. He to see wants that. to see. Yeah, he that. wants to see Frampton, and I think uh, fight fans would love that fight too. So they'd be satisfied either way. Um, so yeah, I wanted to hit up on some a little bit of boxing news since we got a little bit of time left here at the end of the show. Ooh, there it is. Nice, love, love it. it. Um, I mean, I wish that beeping. I love that beeping. Let's keep that under it. Um, <laughs> we just talked about Luis Ortiz. Uh, his Tony, the Tony Thompson fight won't have the interim WBA title on the line, so the title's not even going to be on the line. Kind of disappointing. But I think when it comes down to it, people just want to see knockouts and they want to see Tony Thompson flat on the canvas. So they don't even care about the title. Yeah. That, really? Well, that's, basically. That's basically, we, we could call the sport, we could call it, we don't care about the titles anymore. Or we boxing. just want to see people die. <laughs> yeah. No, God, no, God, no. Um, also some good news for I your boy, that. Crawford. Just, oh, okay, go. Uh, he's kind of your boy, I think, Crawford. You think so? Yeah. I... I latched to him this this fight uh yeah i i he's slowly becoming one of my boys too yeah. and hopefully and i think i bet my brother likes him as well uh crawford versus lundy averaged nine hundred eighty-two thousand viewers on wow. hbo which is a pretty good number and it peaked at one point at just over a million so that's a pretty wow. that's a pretty good barometer he had a good crowd in new york mm -hmm. and now he's you know getting the viewership on hbo i think a pay-per-view is right around the corner oh, for, for sure. terrence crawford omaha boy getting that yep. huge of a crowd in uh what were they were at madison square garden right yeah the the ballroom it's like the smaller room and it's it's a very quaint and and fun room to watch boxing if you're a fan that's kind of crazy like i said I, I if i'm a fan it's because of the respect he gave to lundy after and he said it was because of lundy's respect to him i've seen so many fighters just you know kind of win and throw up their deuces and just be obnoxious about it. And it's like, if you won, if you know that you're that good, you don't need to be an asshole. You don't. Mind my language. But assholes are fun to watch sometimes They are, yes. I don't think it fits his persona, so good on him for sticking by his own guns. You know what I mean? Yeah. For just doing what he does. He did stick his tongue out, though. Oh, yeah, I didn't fight. like that. <laughs> See? And I didn't like that. Over Will's' shoulder. Yeah. At Lundy. Just because you like Willis better. That's probably why. Yeah, I was like, get out of my guy's face. Yeah. <laughs> but Lundy looked Lundy looked a little meaten too. You know, little guy. Well, Lundy had, had to Lundy had to talk trash yeah. all week because I mean, when you're an underdog, he had to, yeah, he that's kind of what you do. And uh, I was gonna bring up the rest of the, that's our breaking news okay. <laughs> for AfterBuzz TV boxing. I love not only the music, but you definitely went into news reporter mode with the and in the media today. Oh, this, it was pretty good. It was awesome. I know, but I hate the news guy voice. Why? It's perfect. It's all that same. Cadence. We're gonna do that every week, people. Oh God. Uh, a quick <laughs> what else is teaser. This is uh, we looked ahead to Luis Ortiz, mm -hmm. but you've also got a huge march coming up. Uh, you've got Keith Thurman versus Sean Porter. I mentioned those guys' names because they all seem to fight each other at some point. <laughs> That's going to be on CBS on March 12th. And you've got, finally, Andre Ward coming back. Again, he doesn't fight that much anymore. 
against Sullivan Barrera on March 26th. That's an HBO fight. Then we've got who's really your boy, Timothy Bradley versus Manny Pacquiao on April 9th. I know. I'm kind of like, skip March, but I just, in my head, I forget it's a month. Yeah. That, that sounded so blonde. That's my birthday, so but you can't that, skip that. Oh, uh, when? Uh, the 23rd. Of March? Yeah, we'll have a birthday show. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Triple G, Gennady Golovkin versus Dominic Wade out here in Inglewood at the Forum. Ooh. So maybe After Buzz can hook us up with a little press pass. We can we get, get down tickets. there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Yeah. And also <laughs> on, the, on the undercard is Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez. Ooh, I love that name. They're pairing those two guys together. So Triple G and uh, Chocolatito are kind of like a little pairing. They're seeing if they can sell, mm-hmm. uh, you know, big numbers. So They were uh, talking about him during that fight, too. Triple G. Through, yep. Yes. They see, that's what HBO does. Any Anytime they can mention Triple G, they drop his name. Well, because then it sounds like WWF or WWE. Oh, because it sounds like a gimmick. Which is, yeah, the gimmick they're name. one and the same. I forget. Yeah. I haven't watched in so long. Well, there's some blurred lines with, with entrance music and all that stuff. Uh, so It's getting there. Yeah, a little blurred. Uh, one more shout out, because I'm just going to shout out my brother the whole Let's show. Let's do it. Ian, thanks for watching. Yes. Uh, he says, uh, Tony Thompson's nickname is the tiger. He's not great. <laughs> so a nice cereal joke for my brother. <laughs> Always giving up the cereal jokes. <laughs> that was a slow clap for you. Yeah. But we are excited. So we will be back here next week. Yes. Um, and hopefully on the Sunday. Uh, we can break down the fights a little earlier. But we do appreciate everyone hanging with us on a Tuesday. Yeah, and it might not be. So like, hang in there. Like he said, check in with our Twitter. And uh, yeah. ooh, tell us a hashtag. What's oh yeah, hashtag? Hashtag. Oh, you you made it. Because we have to announce if we're not going to be regularly yeah. on Tuesday, what day? But I don't know because I don't know if it will be Sunday. So I just wanted to put most that of out the times there. our after show will be Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Um, th- we're gonna do hashtag afterbox. Yeah, hashtag hashtag afterbox after guys. Yeah. That's how you should talk to us. Obviously, tweet both of us, but use the hashtag afterbox afterbox so that you can um, tell us your thoughts and we can find you very easily. Yep, all the for all the fisticuffs fans. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, let's put a bow on this thing. Awesome. So once again, where can everyone find you? I love it. I love all (laughs) the music that we had today. You guys, thanks so much for watching. I'm Andrea Fasano. You can find me on all social media, at Andy Fasano. And I'm really enjoying doing this boxing show, so let us know how we're doing and get involved. We'd love to hear from you. She's so excited she can't say show. I can't say it. That's at Gilkerson Radio on Twitter. Shoot me a tweet, comment on YouTube, and tell me what fights you want to see. And get pumped up for the fan call-in show because that's going to happen in March. Yes. Probably around my birthday. <laughs> so until next week, we'll see you all later. All right. After box. After, after box. dark. After box, after dark. That's awesome. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Box you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.